Welcome to ReChurch. I'm Marshall Fant, the Director of Church Consulting and Strategic Planning for Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. My purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus, renew, and revitalize your churches. We've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. It's Marshall Fant. Welcome back to GFA Podcast Research. So glad to have you with us today. The topic is going to be church mergers. And let me say from the beginning, every situation is a little bit different. So merger, adoption, absorption, whatever you want to call it. And so I've got a man that wants to walk us through a situation he just went through. So Pastor Rick Arrowwood, welcome to GFA Research. Thank you so much, Brother Marsh, for inviting me. You're welcome. So Pastor Arrowwood and I have become good friends over the last couple of years. I knew of him for many, many years. He's had a great ministry both in Ohio in Indiana, and um, I know just several of the men that he's mentored and trained for ministry, and they're doing well. So he is a seasoned pastor. I, uh, you know, without we all have s- certain scars that come with that, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but it takes some of that experience to even discuss this topic. Yes, it does. Uh, because churches, we know from uh, Matthew 16, Christ said, "I'll build my church." But the key question people ask, so how long does a church last? And we know from Revelation 2 and 3, those churches were about 40 years old. And five of the seven were told to repent. So, you know, churches, uh, they struggle. And and really, we don't know how long a church will last. But we do know there's different seasons, right, Rick? That's right, right. yes. All right, so this topic is merger. And again, I want everyone to understand this is not a blanket prescription for all churches. This is a description of what Pastor Arrowwood has helped a couple of churches do. And, and so we want to walk through um, just just some different questions regarding this. So anyone listening, because mergers is a hot topic, right, Rick? I mean, this is happening all over the yes. country. Many different reasons for that. We're not getting into the reasons. What we want to do is take this and see how you diagnose the situation and went from there. So, Pastor Arrowwood, just briefly, how many years you've been uh, been a pastor, both in Ohio and Indiana? Uh, Forty-two and a half years. All right. Your wife is your team partner, Dolly. Oh, yeah, uh, all the way through. My secretary, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, a yeah. sweetheart. Yep. So they are a team, and and uh, we don't have her on today, but she could give some good input as well. So, all right, Brother Arrowwood, let me ask you this. So as we start into this, if you could, a general description of Church A and Church B. That's what we're going to call okay. them, Church A and okay. Church B. So just just general idea of Church A, what would that be? Okay, when I was asked to come and help Grace Baptist, it had been declining for several years. Uh, the pastor and his wife took positions at Bob Jones University, um, and when I first met with the chairman of the deacons, I right, asked so, wait, about, right, so they were without a pastor. Yes, sir. Okay, they were it, without okay. a pastor. And, um, I don't even know how they got my name, but they asked me to come and help them when I'm in town. Uh, so, uh, we fell underneath that guideline of GFA interim pastors. And so, uh, I just, I just really took care of the pulpit ministry. And, and I began to ask the chairman when I first 
got there, would, would the merger be possible? And his immediate response was, oh, that we're not ready for that, I don't think. We okay. maybe down the road. That's a lat he said, last resort. So I kind of put that thought in his mind because the church had gone down to less than 50 people. Now, they didn't have any financial issues, and the building was paid for. A beautiful facility. Um, not not it's it was probably built back in the late seventies, early eighties. Okay, and, and so um, so we I provided leadership for them, and it got to where uh, a couple of families leave. So when you're small and two families leave, I, I mean that's a, it's it just devastated him. Okay. And so he said, I think it's time that we merge. So I had already been looking um, in our town. I live here and I've already been looking at churches and there was a church three miles from him uh, or from grace. Uh, that church is Bible Baptist temple. Great pastor. Uh, been there for about four years uh, I met him at a pastor's fellowship. We got to know each other. And so um, uh, as I began to introduce this and I, I walked real slow with the church, it was a, it was over four months from the beginning of us talking about merger and, and, and signing the papers just this month. So the, it was uh, just four months by getting, I guess back to church a, but they okay. had, but you approached that subject a good while back then, right? Oh yeah, okay. uh, almost two years ago. Okay, that's okay. So church, yeah, a, right, right. so it. we, so we, 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 uh, for a year and a half or so, we we maintained services, um, and then uh, when they, when the chairman realized that hey, merging is best, uh, I was not. I, uh, there's so many other churches like Grace that was suffering in the area. I wasn't going to give a, you know, $350,000 gift to a church that was failing. All right. By, by that, you mean the building and assets of Church A of Grace? Is that what Correct. you mean by that? Okay. But it was it was a gift uh, given to them. Um, and uh, uh, it was about a $350,000 gift. So I wasn't going to give the church facilities and all right. of its contents to an, to a failing church. Got so it. I met this pastor and he's a young guy. He's got seven children. I've heard him preach. I've preached for him. We had a combined service back in November. Uh, I guess a good thing to say at this point, Marsh, is that when I began to bring this up in the church, I had to go real slow because even though we were down to probably eight or nine families. Um, we, uh, <clears throat> I didn't want them to think I was pushing this on them. Right. And I wanted them, I wanted them to buy into it. Uh, and so I just, I, I walked real slow through it and I gave some options. So when we voted, we didn't vote to merge. We voted, you got to vote on one of four options. One option was to continue what we were doing. And that's to me to be the part-time interim uh, and continue trying to get a pastor. Uh, and then the second option was to sell the property uh, publicly uh, and just disband. Uh, and the third option was to uh, uh, a funeral home was interested in it. Uh, and so that was a third option is for the funeral home to purchase it and turn it into a, a funeral home. And then the fourth option was to merge. 
And so, so when we voted that Sunday, uh, that vote was 91% to merge. And only, only 9% of that vote wanted to stay as it was. Okay. So they didn't care anything about selling it, didn't care anything about giving it to a, a, a funeral home. Yeah. Uh, so that vote went very, I, I felt like it, 91%, that was a, that was a great vote. You right. know, it was hand of the Lord. Yes, sir. All right. So let me ask you this. All right. So you first met, so we're recording this the 1st of February. And you said y'all first met together in November. All right. And we the, voted on November. Oh, I started oh. I started back in September. Okay. That was kind of the timeline. Okay. I yeah, yes, sir. Okay. So and I, and I just I, I I answered questions. I put it out there for a long time. Um, you know, I, I dealt with a little bit of the history like you did at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. Uh that hey, churches, God raises up institutions and churches, mission boards, schools camps for a season and he uses them and um, and then he raises up others and, and things come in seasons and I said you know the, the the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church and I said you got to remember that those seven churches in revelation is no more yep and I think once I got that across to the yeah. people they realized that merging wasn't a sin or a failure right yeah and, you know, I, so- and, and Go ahead. And that, and that really set the tone that when we were able to take that vote, uh, it was without dispute, really. It was, and, and I'm thankful for that. So once that vote was taken, um, then I, and, and I read the Constitution. We had to go by their Constitution uh, about everything. And so I, I, I really marched through that. I read it publicly. I sent out, I sent out six letters. So everyone knew way ahead of time. Uh, it was all, there was, there was good communication. Uh, you know, I've always felt that, you know, informed people are happy people and happy people let you lead them. Yes, they do. And so uh, I just kept, I just kept it before the folks. Well, uh, when we got to the attorney, uh, I told the attorney, I said, now there's going to be, there's going to be monies left over in, in the checking account. That's not going to go to the new church. And so this little church had about a hundred thousand dollars left in the bank. And it specifically said in their constitution that it has to go to an independent fundamental Baptist nonprofit organization. Hmm. And so what the church voted to do was remarkable. And, and I just planted seed thoughts all along the way uh, with the leadership. And then when we took it to the, to the church, here's how we laid all of it out. We, we gave $20,000 to the church uh, for them to do any upgrades in the building that they wanted to do. Uh, we also voted to this. Bible Baptist Temple Church B, the one yes. with the pastor. Now, yes. are they are they coming into Church A's building? Okay, good question. All right, that's a great question. It's good to answer it now before I finish that. They have a Spanish ministry. Okay, and that Spanish ministry meets in a in a rented house. Got it. Okay, and so they're going to give 
they're not giving the building. It's under the auspices of Bible Baptist Temple, but their Spanish ministry will occupy that building, and that building will continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that was this, another selling point for the people's mind. All right. That, hey, this church yeah. is still going to be preaching the gospel. It's going to be an independent Baptist church. It's just going to be the Spanish ministry of Bible Baptist Temple. Right. So if Church that, B is taking over the – so Church A, Grace, is giving the building and their, all their assets to Bible Baptist. Correct. And then Bible Baptist is going to repurpose the building under their umbrella – for their Spanish ministry. Is that right? Correct. Okay. All right. So, um, so I think, so what I'm trying to, everything I hear you say, let me just say this. So uh, we're given a lot of details, but I think the details are important because it sounds to me like you didn't rush, but you prayerfully brought these yes. things to a decision. Is that? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. So you don't rush it, but there's got to be, you've got to move along the track to come to a decision point. They would have never been able to even think about making this decision if, and I'm not trying to feather my cap. That's no, not the yeah, issue. It, they needed leadership. Yeah, they needed exactly. leadership to do it. And this is the church without a pastor approaching the church with a pastor. Yes. Okay. So let me ask, go ahead. That church also uh, has opened the door for, for our the present membership to go into that church right. and most of them will. Okay. And Marsh, another selling point. So, so you got the gospel still being preached, right? You got membership being transferred uh, and accepted. And then they were willing to take all of our missionaries, which wow. there was only nine of them, all of our missionaries and bring them into their missionary family. Wow. So everything was a yeah. win-win situation. Yeah, so this was really yeah. a, a, and that part is a merger. When you are yes. absorbing all, I mean, that's the way I want to define it. All right, yes. But, but here, here's my key question. This is where people, I, I want your advice on this. I think this is where people miss it, okay? All right, so we got in Revelation chapter 3. We got the church at Laodicea. And, and, and the church at Laodicea says, you know, in verse 17, the church says, we are rich, we, we need nothing. <laughs> but Christ goes on to say, no, 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 you, you don't understand what, who you really are. All right, so Christ then comes in and says, no, you're poor, naked, blind, you know, and, and had them see. So the church at Laodicea, they did evaluate themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how did you coming in from the outside help them see exactly who they were, that this wasn't, the, their current model of ministry was not sustainable? Was there any thing you did to help them get this clarity. So as you are praying and you're bringing them to decision, you know, how did you as an interim pastor come in and help them see really who they are in versus instead of who they thought they might be, or did they have okay. an accurate view? It, they, they, they did not have a, they did not have a, a, a wrong view. They just didn't have a view. Oh, okay. they, they couldn't see it. All right. They couldn't see it, yeah. you know, and all, I use the pulpit ministry to show that all right. uh, in, a, in a very kind way. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then uh, we had a church fellowship before we started this back in early September, late August in my home. And so I had them all in my our home and we were and talking this is about church it. a the church where you're this without a, a pastor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is Church A. All right. And so 
So I did, I did, uh, I, I, I met with, I made myself available to every member to, for them to give me their real heart about it. So okay. that if they didn't understand, I could take personal time with them. And, and two or three of those were key meetings because okay. it brought them on Got it. and it's, it made them say, this is the best thing we can do. Good. You know, sure. and so I, I, I never pushed it. I just always led and I just put seed thoughts down. And then when when they would come up with this, with the with the right answer, I would give them credit for it so that they would understand that, hey, this is their decision. This is not Pastor Airwood coming in and, uh, you know, and enforcing this on them. Uh, well, were there one or two key characteristics you could say that 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 came out during this time that showed you or helped you say, okay, this, this will work. Was there any? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the key was when the chairman of the deacons um, really surrendered to it in his own heart. Okay. And, and but he was such a key member yeah. of the church, long-term member. Um, and when he, when he really said, this is the best thing, that was okay. a huge adding point to where we were headed. Got it. You know, uh, and they, they did not know where they were headed. And I didn't either at first until the Lord began to put all of this together, you know. And so when um, we, we had, we took our vote in November and then um, on the November the 18th, I believe it was. And then a couple of weeks later, we had a joint service with Bible Baptist Temple Church B. Okay, and all of them came, and the pastor asked me to 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 teach the Sunday school and preach both services. And which in which building was that? It, it, it's in Bible Baptist building. Okay, it's so in much their building. Larger, got it. It's, got it. Okay, it's a much larger building. Yeah. Okay, uh, has has a capacity. They they run about a hundred and fifty. Okay. You know, and it's very solvent, very okay. strong, good church, yep. good, good pastor. And so um, we had that joint service, and that was another help to the people because they they met the pastor. He really took time. He had lunch uh, with the two churches that day, it answered questions. Uh, you know, it, it was just uh, uh, it, it was just a. Uh, one thing, one thing happened. My wife's twin sister died that Sunday and we were sitting at the dinner table when that happened. And that pastor and his wife ministered to Dolly and I in the death of her twin sister that day. And I just saw his pastor's heart and I, it, it, it just knit our hearts together, Good, you okay. know, and, uh, and the people saw that. Yeah. When you get a yeah. when you get a public message that your twin sister has died, right. all of a sudden everybody sitting around those tables and everybody seeing what sure. what's going on saw a pastor minister uh, to, to someone to someone else. It was really a another confirmation time. I think when God is in the merger, Marsh, I think God gives confirmation all along the way where it's not a fight. It, where you don't have to be struggling. Yeah, and and I'm sure the churches were not duplicates of each other, or they would they wouldn't no. be there. So there there's always going to be in this type of situation, whether it's an absorption or a merger, there's going to be slight differences. So they're not exactly like, but they got to be compatible enough, right? 
That's right. And philosophy, and I think the key is, is this pastor going to shepherd us or is he going to ignore us? And that's what they saw happening with that. That's exactly right. All right, so let's reverse this. Okay, somebody's so you, you, you've done this, you've been there. So if you were, had your hat on as somebody's calling you, Pastor Arrowwood, we need advice. We're thinking about a merger. So if we reverse it and say, all right, uh, Pastor Arrowwood, what would be one or two things that if you see, you better really, you really better pause. You better pump the brakes before you merge. So you mentioned several things that were positive. What, what, what would be some that would reverse that? Well, um, in thinking about it, um, if the two churches, unfortunately, as you well know, some churches don't get along in the neighborhood. Some of them are split off of each other. Yeah. Um, and what you mean by that, the, they, case. the church may have split out of the original church to begin with, right? That's that, yeah. Yeah, That's right. And we have, we have had that in, in Macon. We had a church split, and they merged back together after years, wow. it, which was just recently. It's another, that's another, for another, another topic. Yeah. Yes. But I, I would think that you would have to get past personalities. Um, we had one lady in our church who told me, I visited her, and she says, you know, I just don't feel comfortable going there. We went there for several years, and we left, and we came to Grace, and I don't feel comfortable going back there. Well, I gave her that liberty. No one sure. has to, you yeah. know, no one has to, to to do that. She's a widow now, her and her husband. She He just recently passed away. But um, so I think there's personality differences that you have to walk through, and, and I think the key is bringing the leadership on board first. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's all right. Because if you get if you get the leadership on board with you, it makes it a whole lot easier. Yeah, yeah. You know. Now, how and so yeah. in doing this, and again, helping them see their true needs, and then if a church is is not because there lots of times mergers don't work. They they just you know it's just the the personalities or the leadership style difference or you know they just don't work and sometimes there's got to be a complete takeover or really one church just totally going out of business and maybe sell to a funeral home and disbanding. Yeah, yeah, that, that may have that may have to be. But, yes, absolutely. But the beauty of what happened in your situation is these people investment in this church over the years, like with missionaries and now the buildings repurposed, the gospel still being preached. It's, it wasn't, you don't feel like those are wasted years. It's just continuing exactly your right. own. And, and wouldn't you say that's one of the key benefits to what you led this, these churches through? I, absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And <clears throat> once they saw it, once they began to see all of these connecting points, uh, anybody with a half an eye open could see it. You could be carnal and see yeah. it. <laughs> you know, it's pretty obvious. Now, but they were similar styles in uh, translations and music and maybe yes. congregational dress. Nor is these are two, two fairly conservative independent Baptist churches, right? Yeah, so very, very much so. We're not talking about trying to merge a, a, a church that's rejected the gospel into a church that has. I mean, that's not. Or, okay. So the, the cult, I mean, it's got to be theologically and philosophically very close for this to happen. Right. And and it is that it's very close. There could be a, a small music change, but yeah. nothing that's yeah. off the scale. Right. Okay. 
So I think Nothing people needs. need to understand that that uh, there are there are seasons just to close a church. Yes. Yeah, there are those. But I think the disadvantage is the years these people have spent in ministry and supporting missionaries and what you shepherded these two churches to, all that just continued. Yes. Right? And, and yes. so the, it doesn't feel like so the like church A, Grace, didn't feel like, wow, we've been we've been a failure. It's just emerge and continue. Is that fair to say and, it that and, way? Yes. And I and I made sure in my pulpit ministry that I made that very clear over and over and over again because I didn't want them to feel like they had failed. Um most of these people are retired. There's only one or two families that were not retired. Okay. And I did not want to put a guilt trip on them at all. Matter of fact, I, I made it, I made it a happy thing. I had the pastor come back, you know, we, we had a special service with him. He was on board with it. Right. He said, I knew this was probably going to have to happen, Right. you know, and he, he was, he was part of the, the previous pastor, pastor of grace, right? Previous. Yes. Okay. That's right. All right. So let me ask you one more question as we wrap it up. One question. So, Pastor Arrowwood, when would you just cu- a couple again? You know, we're talking. This is broad strokes. Okay. This is descriptive, not prescriptive. Okay. Right. Yes. What would be? But when would you tell a church, no, you just need to go ahead and close? What would be a couple of indicators um, that? <clears throat> well, I would. I would. I would certainly look at. Um, at the at the rate of decline, okay. both both with membership and with finances, yeah. Grace didn't have a finance problem, mm. and that's another that's another reason why, yeah. Um, it was it was easy for them. It wasn't like they were failing in that area, right? They they had quite a bit of money in the bank. I was I was shocked when I found out about it. Okay. It was it was over a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. And so just yeah. because they had a paid-for ability and $100,000 a bank doesn't mean it's, that church is is viable, right? That's exactly right. It was it was it was still failing and when you've got 10 families and one tr- trickles out saying, you yeah. know, I I I I'm, I'm not mad at the church, but we just got to find another church. We we don't see we want a we want a pastor that's yeah. going to be here all the time. All right. So I think what I I just want to put another positive view on this. So what you saw was a church with assets, all right, but they were in decline, and they wanted to do something about it before, really, they had to close. That's exactly right. And this was a preemptive, prayerful, intentional, bringing them to a decision. And really, I think, would you, and again, I'm not trying to, again, put a feather in your cap, but wouldn't you say a, a set of eyes from the outside coming in, was able oh, to help. Absolutely. Yeah. They okay. would they would have never they would yeah. not, I don't even think they would have thought about it. Yeah. Now let me say this way. I would warn, and maybe it's another podcast another time. I have been with churches that had each had their own pastor and they tried to merge and make, you know, like co pastors and tried to merge and you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to merge into something like that when you got independent churches. I've I've always said anything with two heads is a monster. Yeah, yeah. So so what we're trying to say is I think but I really think from from Brother Airwood, everything you've said, these churches were really it was just the Lord's timing. They were set up for this. I mean this they were prime. It was of the Lord. Okay. God was working on both ends of this whole thing. Okay. 
the church, the pastor said, wow, we've been praying for a building for our Spanish ministry, yeah. and we feel like God has answered our prayers. And so okay. it fired up their people. Right. Uh, they took their missionaries on, yeah. uh, and they, I mean, it was just, uh, it's just, it, it's still a blessing. I had lunch with, this week with the pastor, and he's just thanking me over and over for That's everything. That's good. You know. All right, so our listeners or watchers, uh, let me say this. Pastor Arrowwood's email will be in the um, show notes. And he's a very busy man, so give him grace if he can't immediately return your email. But I know, so really part of this podcast is just to stir the pot a little bit, Pastor Arrowwood, and just to get sure. people thinking about it. And that's the reason I wanted to have you on, just to, because this, this one worked. And for everyone that works, there's probably at least one that doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to say that a lot of this is in John three, we discern what the spirit is doing, you know, it talks, you know, so I think you have to be able to discern how the Holy spirit is leading both of these churches and without Mm -hmm. prayerful, intentional, you know, um, careful wisdom, it could fail and it could be a lot of people hurt, but in other ways, when it does work, the ministry of the like church a grace just keeps right on going. Yeah. And I, that's exactly right. All right. Any closing comments you want to give? Okay. No, I, if you're working on a merger, uh, I think the key is to go slow. Don't yeah. push it. Go slow, educate, encourage, you know, and, uh, and, and stay positive so that they won't feel like they're a failure. Yeah. And uh, all of these people, they they love Dolly and I. Uh, you know, I was I was I was really shocked at what they even said and did for us at the exit of all this. Yeah, you know, it was just so sweet. And so we've made friends along the way, and uh, and we'll well, I'll preach in that church often. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so I'll see those people, and and we'll be able to to still build the kingdom of God together. That's the whole part of this. And so Church A Grace really was assimilated into Church B, Bible Baptist. They kept the Bible Baptist building, and then Grace's building was repurposed for a ministry of Bible Baptist where it became their Spanish church. Is that right? That's that's correct. The pastor of Bible Baptist really became the under-shepherd, the pastor of those that Grace that joined that church and assimilated in. And that just sounds like God used you and Dolly to bring a great, a great solution for this. <laughs> it problem. was really, it was really fun to do. And yeah. I, I missed them already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate your time today. And I know this is, this is about a 30,000 foot view, but I wanted to get the conversation started sure. and, and we can come back and maybe discuss uh, uh, other topics with other pastors that have been through mergers or assimilations or adoptions and all those type things. Okay. Yeah, it was a privilege to be with you, Bars. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for your leadership and your friendship. Thank you, brother. Also mm-hmm. want to thank GFA for sponsoring the podcast. They do this and and really appreciate all the work in producing it and putting it out. And uh, so GFA Missions, you got any you got any questions, you can contact me at mfant at gfamissions.org or contact the web through the website, contact us, be happy to get back with you. You're listening to ReCharge, a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org slash consulting.